Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It was 1988, November 20th to be exact. Today, this very day at the Tokyo Supercross in Jingo Stadium, Kawasaki riders then Jeff Ward and Ron Lachine won a star pack race that could have been an actual AMA Supercross. How about that, given the talent that shipped over? That was shipped over by the promoters from Team USA. Check out the top 12 in order. Ward, Lachine, Johnson, Guy Cooper, Johnny O'Mara, uh, George Holland, Mickey Diamond, Eric Kehoe, Damon Bradshaw, Mike LaRocco, and Doug Dubach, and we rounded out with Ron Tickner. And these are all names that historically are all either in the Hall of Fame right now, Tony, or they're headed there. What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, Tishner, I think he raced for tough racing, if I remember right, way back in the day. That's that's kind of going back, kind of a Midwest thing. Tough racing was a big deal around here, but uh, all those names obviously are heroes. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's fun. I, I like reading racetracks. They, they have all kinds of uh, good stuff uh that we can look back on and and uh you know and, and really I, I think i don't know if, if the younger generation enjoys it as much as we do i'm 40 41 so kind of old you know like ron lachine was my hero when i was a kid right. and i had i had jeff ward posters i'm that old so i don't <laughs> i don't know if people you know if, if it's old guys that read that stuff or not but it's pretty cool there's a lot of stuff going on this week, Scott. Let's go to breaking can... news. If we can, Tony, start us off. Well, we start with Weston Pike. He had a pretty serious injury overseas, and, and uh, he he smashed his face. And uh, we can get into that when we have an open segment. But uh, uh, it sounds like there's no no brain injury, but he is in an induced coma, as or was while they are doing some reconstructive surgery. Sounds like his whole face is going to have to be re- reconstructed. So pretty wild um, there for Weston. We hope he, he can uh, – you know, it's always it's always uh, tough to see an injury, and especially in our sport. And and uh, we wish Wes and the best. Also, uh, American Flat Track dropped some bombs on Indian motorcycles on the Flat Track rules, and two out of the three look like they're going directly after. You remember Honda in the '80s when they started whipping everybody's they butts in uh, on Harley, and they immediately came out with some new packages to even the playing field. Well, it sounds like American Flat Track has done that, and they're getting some heat. Uh, from from a lot of the fans, so we'll talk about that. Also, I want to say a big congrats to Cameron Steele. He won his first Baja 1000. He's an old motorcycle guy. Uh, he did it in a truck, but still cool to see a motor motorcycle guy do so well at the Baja 1000. Uh, I, I wasn't there, obviously. I rode the week before in Baja, but um, I have done the thousand, and it's it's quite an undertaking to you finish that. You were cutting trail. Uh, yeah, I wasn't actually. I just rode down from from Takati to Cabo. It was pretty sweet, but. Yeah, so the, this was a loop race this year, but Camera still wins that. Mini O's are going on right now down in Florida. 
Um, and then uh, some also big news. We had Danny Walker on last week, and it sounds like Road Race Factory is not going to go racing, so the Broster Chicken will stay home. So Danny Walker said if it don't come through with Honda, he's going to have a big garage sale. So you want to be there at that garage sale <laughs> or keep an eye on out online for it if you need anything if, racing related. If, if he does have a garage sale, I'd like to go. We could do the show from there. I think there'd be a ride. <laughs> I doubt it's quite like a garage sale. but Well, maybe a, a shop sale. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's go to uh, PJ. PJ, I know well, you also have some breaking news. You sure did. The last race of the, uh, of the MotoGP season 2018 has happened. 2019's already kicked off with testing. Uh, during the race, it was a rain-soaked event. Uh, Marquez crashed and ultimately uh, DNF'd. Rossi crashed as well. He came through to finish uh, top 15. I want to say he maybe even made 13th without looking at the results. Uh, ultimately, Davizioso came across the line first, finishing the season strong on his Ducati. Um, Rins was in there. Uh, it was not our true, you know, Davizioso has been there and Rins has been there of late. So it was an interesting end of the season. More about testing. Vinales uh, was fastest in the first day of testing over Marquez. So we're all looking forward to what next year is going to look like with uh, one Jorge Lorenzo now being uh, teamed with Mr. Marquez. Looking forward to it. It's Pit Pass Radio, everybody. Scott Casper, Tony Wink, and uh, PJ Duran. Uh, and I want to thank our good friends. The parent of this company now is, of course, Front Porch People. Check it out online, Front Porch People. Look for them, and uh, you'll see all the other programming that they offer. We will be making some changes in the com coming weeks to the sound of the show. And, of course, our Internet website will change as well. So keep an eye open for all the big changes. A real positive move by the good folks at Front Porch People. Do up on the program, hour number two, Stuart Baylor and J.D. Beach. Hour number one, Chance Fullerton will round out hour number one. In the middle of it all, Stevie Bonzi will be joining us. But we start with a cat who had... Well, one hell of a 2017, i got to tell you that, and that's Zach Osborne. Zach, welcome back. How are you, bud? Yeah, doing good, man. How about you? There he is. Okay, can you can we turn him up, Jack, just a little bit? Okay. Um, Zach, uh, obviously uh, your quest for a second straight uh, uh, 250 uh, motocross championship was uh, cut short. You missed uh, quite a bit of the season with a torn labrum. How are you and your injury getting along? Yeah, man, everything's good. I've been back on the bike for about seven weeks now. Um, race was successful on the weekend, and that went well. Um, was third overall on the weekend, but I had a flat in the last one. was uh, constant second. But other than that, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a good uh, good time getting back on the bike and getting used to the 450, and yeah, just cruising along. Zach, it sounds like we got a little bit of the soup can syndrome with <laughs> your cell phone. <laughs> kind of like sounds like you're, I don't know if we can, we can, uh, put you on speaker or you put on on speaker maybe or something i don't know but it, what's going on but it's it's pretty tough but we caught most of it um you were just recently racing can you talk about that it was uh um it was cool to see you back yeah um uh, everything was good uh over the weekend like i said we were in paris and uh um uh, this is my first race as a as a full-time 450 rider so i'm really happy with the way everything's going my bike's working perfectly and um, it's been made for an easier transition to have a bike that's working so good. So, yeah, I'm looking looking forward to the season ahead. You're training in Florida, correct? Yes, sir. I'm training in Florida, uh, still with Otto Baker. And, um, yeah, it's been warm finally today. And, and the last <laughs> couple days we've had some uh, decent temperatures that are, um, I guess you would say, fall-like. Like, it's mid to upper 70s, so um, 
but that's been that's a big break from what we've been having. Oh, really? What? What? How was the weather? Because it's like twenty five, thirty, forty five here. It's pretty crappy. Yeah, I mean, like last Tuesday before I left for Paris, it was like ninety two. I think <laughs> um, it cooled down a little bit over the weekend, down into the sixties, which was a, a big drop. But um, yeah, it's supposed to be like mid eighties the rest of the week, low eighties. Sweet. So, um, the Baker Factory, you ride with some other guys, and we have a lot of those other guys on too, but can you talk about what that's like for you as a racer and a competitor, racing with your, your competition, or training with your competition, and, and what that does for you, because, and we've talked about this on the show a lot, but maybe not necessarily as much with you, but, you know, back in the days of, of the Chad Reeds and the, and the, well, I guess he's still relevant, but Chad Reed and, 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 Ricky Carmichael and those guys, they'd never train. I mean, or, or James Stewart, they would never be side-by-side week in and week out on the bicycle and in the, in the weight room and on the, on the practice track. It's different now. You guys are, and I got to believe it's, it's a, it, you guys help elevate each other week in and, you know, every single day you guys are improving. Yeah, of course. That's, uh, that's one of the big benefits about being here is just being able to ride with guys that are um, up in the level day in and day out and uh, no one ever wants to be the slowest guy, so. Yeah, that's a, a huge part of the the draw for me is just um, getting to ride with those guys who are, you know, either past champions or vice champions or whatever the case is. It's, uh, it's a pretty elite group, and um, we all like to hammer. You know, I, I've said this to you before on the show that you're one of my favorite guys because you did off-road. You went and did that, and then you came back to motocross, and, and uh, you've proven that you're a very versatile guy. Um, the ISDE just went off. Uh, USA finished second. What were your thoughts on that? Did you did you pay any attention at all? Oh yeah, of course. You downloaded the app and uh, watched, you know, testing. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Like the second one that I did in Argentina, it was it was sort of seemed similar to that. Just huge silt beds and and rocks and um, yeah, I I was liking where they were and and you know, kind of on the beach in Chile. Uh, I was not that I wasn't. <laughs> We've almost completely lost you, Zach. Maybe try the speakerphone thing. Yeah, I did that. Oh, okay. you're on speaker. There Maybe you are. Uh, are you in a metal building? <laughs> no. Try to stay in the same place you're in right now, okay? Zach Osborne, <laughs> yeah. our guest here on Pit Pass. I've been Radio. laying in my bed the whole time. Oh, boy. All right, what are you wearing? Okay, pass. Don't make it creepy, pass. Tony. <laughs> Don't no. make it creepy. Too late. Too late. Ex- I would have expected that question for me, uh, not for me. Uh, Zach Osborne's our guest, and uh, he's now a 450 racer with the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team. Um, your your talk about your race overseas. Uh, Weston Pike was injured there, if if my memory serves me correctly. What do you know about that? And and how was the racing yeah. there? Yeah, the racing was really good. It was uh, a super professional event as always, and um, the crowd was mad um they were they were loving it we had a sellout on saturday night and uh near sellout on sunday night so it was really nice um to to have some people to you know that's that's the whole reason for going there is to allow fans to see yourself that don't typically get to see you so um yeah it was an awesome race and it was super unfortunate with weston uh what happened like it was it's pretty crazy that he got hurt where he did because it was like right out of the first turn and uh he just yeah, got landed on in in the right area in his face, and um, yeah, he's he's had a rough couple of days, I know, but um, I think he's still like minor sedation, but um, he's been awake at some point today, so that's that's always good news. There, 
reports early reports were that he was you know to make a full recovery but um so that was a blessing but that kind of put a damper on everyone's sort of spirit for the weekend because Weston's a really really good dude and he you know he's a joker and he's always going around to everybody and and uh having fun so it was a, a bit of um yeah like i said a damper on everyone's spirit for sure and nobody else to see anybody get injured even if you know as, as race fans whether that's their guy or not you know that's the unfortunate part of our sport is it's it's dangerous and um we see it from uh you know when when ken roxon got hurt you know, I think that put a damper on on Ryan Dungey and a lot of people. Sure. They they saw it and they were like, "Man, that could have been me." And you know, it's amazing what what people bounce back from. And and obviously, you guys, uh, you people is what I like to say. <laughs> what do you, you mean by you people? You know what I mean. You people. Um, you know, as professional <laughs> racers, you guys ha- are on a different level on you know, on, on recovering and all of that. Like you know, most people would be laid up and then just you know, and that's it. And you guys bounce back, and, and you know, and everybody, you know, and you had a, a torn labrum, uh, which what, hurts, a year or two ago, and and that's uh, was that last year? Last year, this season actually. Yeah, like I just started riding about six weeks ago from that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, everybody, you know, it, it's part part of the sport, and it's unfortunate. Um, so uh, now that you're back and you're racing or you're you're practicing, practicing training at the uh, Baker Factory, what's next for you between now and A1? Uh, actually, I leave again next Tuesday afternoon to go to the Geneva Supercross that I'm going to do. Oh, wow. you are? Um, cool. one, more, one more European Supercross, and then um, after that, it'll be full speed ahead towards uh, Anaheim. You guys can make some pretty good money overseas, can't you? Yeah, it's nice to be able to go there and, like I said, <laughs> uh, you know, make some extra money as well as, you know, allow people that don't typically get to see you to, to be able to have an opportunity to see you. And um, for me also, it's really nice to have an opportunity to do a little bit of racing. If they paid you in Euro dollars, and- Zach, if they paid you in Euro dollars, I would suggest converting right away as Britain is looking for a way out. I, I have a feeling those Euro dollars are going to drop through the floor. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that Britain will affect it that much because Britain's already on their own currency. So, it shouldn't be a, a massive deal if they uh, if they end up doing the Brexit thing. Mm. Sounds like a man who's doing his homework, yeah. not just <laughs> his training. He's also doing his homework. Zach, I mean, do you do you foresee doing these uh, international events in years to come? Clearly, like you said, you know, it gave you an opportunity to race when you're on your way back from injury. It's just another chance to take a take a starting uh, grid. But I mean, is it something you want to keep doing as years pass on? Yeah, for sure. I, I love doing it. I love going going overseas. I love traveling and um, just being able to, yeah, go and, and enjoy myself and um, see some friends and, and just experience different different cultures. It's been kind of my thing for quite a few years now, um, traveling and, and making a living out of racing. So I'm super happy to continue for as long as I'm able. Having done... Of you know a European tour more than one for you, you you spent some time over there. Do do you uh, do you have some old friends that you can reconnect with over there that that will come out of the you know come to the races and just to see you and hang out? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I had two really really good friends there this weekend in Paris, and I uh, hadn't seen them since last year at those nations. Um, so it's, it's nice to get to see some friends and hang out and yeah, just really 
enjoy the racing a little bit. It's not so much pressure um, like what it is here at home. You know, it doesn't really count for much. And um, just to be able to go there and, and really enjoy it is nice. You know, I've, I've got to ask you, though, when you're in a country like France, and in particular the City of Lights, Paris, love is in there, of course. Oh, lovely. Do you take time to do things like go to the Moulin Rouge, go to the Arc de Triomphe? Uh, do, do, do you do some sightseeing stuff? Yeah, of course. Um, I, I didn't do all that this time because it was a really short trip. But my wife and I, whenever I raced in Europe, we went um, and did the whole Par- the whole Paris tour we did. Uh, my mom and I did Venice. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of a, a culture guy, so I, I like to get out and Love it. see some things. You know, even here in the States, we always take our daughter to um, children's museums or, yeah, grown muse- grown people museums, whatever. I mean, it's just um, something that we like to do. You can always learn something, and, you know, there's no reason to just sit in a hotel room when you have the opportunity to get out and see something little heads up take her to the one in st louis the children's museum there is fascinating uh we might have done that one there's a big whale no. in there no we talking didn't about the one. st louis uh the city museum nope Ch- children's museum oh the city museum has a whale that you walk into as well in st louis is there a slide Yes, there absolutely is. It's called the City Museum. Is that what it's called? That's I thought what it was it's called. Children's Museum. Oh, no. They have a bar in the back. I had a few there. It's oh. wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful. Oh, well, PJ. <laughs> that's how he remembers everything. Apparently, uh, Scott did too, and that's why he no, can't remember. No, I, did. I, was, I was shooting vignettes. So, I mean, I, I did my job and I got the heck out of there. I didn't even see the bar, but thanks for the heads up. Poor Zach will never get to go back because they're not racing in St. Louis anymore. So, he's like, he just, he'll never have a reason it to go back. It could come back, though, right? I mean, I don't know. Why not? Poor Zach. We feel, hard. We feel so sorry we, for you. I think we may have went to that this year. Yeah. We did one in Atlanta. We did one in Indy. Um, man, I, I can't remember. We did something in St. Louis. But I don't remember what it was now. I get to go out and film these vignettes at all these cool places, like in Philadelphia with the uh, Liberty Bell and whatnot. you got to get permission, of course. But, man, some of these places, you get access that you never would get. Going but, out on the field at, at uh, the Cardinal Stadium and... Wow. That museum also quite famously has a, um, what appears to be a full-size jet or, yeah, it is a jet uh, on the outside with yeah. a playground around it and a big uh, dodgeball court in nets. Super fun. You'd love that, that part, Tony. Cool. Oh, yeah, it is. We should have Zach up for a dodgeball game. He can put yeah, together but me two. being the fat guy now, you know, I wasn't yeah, a fat kid when I was a kid. But well, now that means you get to sit down early. Uh, <laughs> you know, you get to take a, a breather. <laughs> it's not how you win, but you get to take a breather. Zach up against the clock here, but uh, I do want to give you a chance to name off those sponsors you'd like to recognize. Yeah, just uh, Rockstar Energy, Husqvarna Factory Racing, uh, Fly Racing, Garnet, Oakley. Blue Women, Massimo, just everyone that helps me out. It's nice to be able to travel the way we do and uh, have the support of Husqvarna to just go there and do everything really on a high level and very professionally um, with the same bikes that we race here in the States. So that's it's a, a huge, uh, huge um, plus to riding Husqvarna. Zach, we appreciate you always answering the phone, and, and uh, it's always a pleasure having you on. We're big fans of you. No problem. Thanks, guys. Thanks and just to, just to be clear, you you are going to the 450 class in 2019, right? Yep, full okay. 450. Just want to make sure. All right, buddy boy. Hey, thanks so much, Zach. Appreciate it. We're sending you into the pits, okay? 
No problem. Have a good one, guys. There we go. Zach Osborne uh, starts the show off in grand style. This portion of our program brought to you by Hicklin Power Sports. Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa, has done a remarkable job of taking itself from uh, a struggling dealership into a master of its own destiny, not only in this market, but online as well. Give them the website, PJ, if you would. It's HicklinPowerSports.com. Easy to find. Back after this. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Ricky Carmichael, the principal of the Ricky Carmichael University, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey, everybody. It's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard-packed supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. The Yamaha YZF R3 Sport Bike at Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of Yamaha R-Series Superbike Performance. It features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin-engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and Revzilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3. And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the De Leon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The De Leons will offer you one-on-one -on -one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the De Leons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack De Leon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. What's up, guys? Trey Kennard here. Then I ride the 455. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. i got to take you back uh, to when I was a kid. I'm 59 now. Okay. Jeepers, you're old. 
I was promised something, and I would like to know where it's at. It said in the calendar year 2018 or 2019, we would start to see flying cars. Okay? Sure, it was the Jetsons that recommended this in Popular Science, and half of what you read in Popular Science never comes true. But how is it that we can send a man in? How is it? <laughs> Good job, Jack. Um, how is it we can send a person into space all the way to the moon and bring them back, and we can't invent a flying car that's reasonably priced? Oh, you're believing this? Yes, I you're wish. believing that they went to the moon. Oh yeah, that I'm all I'm all about. And you believe got, that they walked on the moon, PJ. We've also got a uh, we've got a. Sh- um, exploration craft that's past mars you know this yeah we've gone a long ways i sat next to we've Buzz gone Aldrin a long ways at a at a at a, a dinner party at the beverly hills hotel and uh, just to tell you how plugged in he is he was wearing crystals and a ring on every finger and he had four or five lapel pins on every lapel and his 25 year old wife is absolutely stunning you know she's marrying him for love and uh, or did marry him for love, but Buzz, those crystals. Buzz was a little. <laughs> a I saw little, little I saw Buzz in Memphis, and the at the top of uh, some fancy hotel that I took my lady, and uh, he he was decked out like yeah. a Mississippi pimp. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> it. But he's you know what? If you're going into space, you're going to lose something. You're going to leave something out there. Zero gravity and all that. All right, uh, there we go. A little fun talk. It was Rockstar Energy Husqvarna announcing his 2019 off-road racing factory team. It includes expected names like GNCC contender Thad Duvall, Enduro Cross champ Colton Haker, and GNCC rising star Trevor Bollinger. Okay, the surprise in seeing the familiar name of Andrew Short perhaps pops up. Shorty, the longtime veteran AMA Supercross Motocross, now has a career in international rally racing. What kind of concessions needed to be in that contract so he could continue that? I don't know. I, 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 I've been following it on his social media, and uh, when, when he retired from racing, you know, I expected him to go to back to texas and just hang out with his wife and kids and uh now he the, the guy's this international superstar. contender and yeah. eh, i say contender <laughs> i don't know about a superstar <laughs> but he's getting there i mean he's doing very well in off-road and he's been tough to connect with since he started doing that but you know we used to have him on speed dial and the guy's traveler so it's cool i mean i'm i'm a big well, fan we know of, for a fact he's here right now so perhaps we can effort to get him on the show next week i'll do that and maybe he would explain himself explaining explain it yeah. All right, let's go to our next guest if we can, Tony. You bet. Riding the AFT Twins class um, is Stevie Bonzi. Big news from from uh, American Flat Track today or, or this week about the rules package. It's been uh, kind of a bomb drop for Indian motorcycles, but we're not going to burn up his entire interview <laughs> talking about that. But Stevie Bonzi is one of our fun guests from AFC, AFT, and he joins us now. What's up, Stevie? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, man. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good, actually. Um, I didn't expect to work this late today, and uh, I'm actually in between jobs with uh, uh, my boss right now. So we're in his backyard with the excavator um, doing the grade and doing an add-on to his house. So we're working with the lights on and uh, just getting in the hours, making some money while I got my off-season. Nice. Speaking of off-season, what do you got? What's on tap for um, the bad racer known as Stevie Bonzi? You've had... Uh, We've had uh, some unfortunately short seasons the last couple of years with you, Stevie. What do you got on tap for nineteen? Yeah, unfortunately, it seems those those last um, last couple of seasons with the injuries and uh, not having the results that I wanted to when I did return. It seemed 
seemed to be kind of hurting me. Um, uh, when I came back with the last few rounds on the Ducati, I uh, tried to do the best I could and, and, and get some results, but we struggled with uh, just, I don't know if it was uh, me or the bike or just a combination of the two, but um, right now I'm kind of digging for something for next year. Um, I got a couple things in the works. Still, probably too early to talk about, to be honest, but um, we got some fun things in the works. Uh, doesn't sound like I got any factory rides lined up. Sounds like those are pretty much uh, taken, but um, so right now I'm just working and uh, trying to get myself in, in good shape and uh, looking forward to going down to uh, Day in the Dirt 21 this, uh, this week weekend for Thanksgiving, so get back on a motocross bike and go spin my wheels out there because i've been working a lot so it'd be nice to get back on a dirt bike it's awesome i've heard a lot of people describe um you stevie as one bad mother Scotty, shut your mouth is that what you're trying to i just talk about stevie um (laughs) but i'm just thinking that you know if if other people are seeing you do you do you have to live up to your rep i mean results don't hurt put them on the resume and uh, a lot of those, lot well of those kids out there now are flying like the Bauman brothers and uh, they've had really good races and and no injuries taking them out to where they were able to go out there this season and prove themselves and you know people have seen me do well and then uh with my injuries you know sometimes some people might think that that would slow me down or or push me away or maybe uh scare me but um I don't think it slowed me down at all it just uh, took away from my seat time during the season so right now is my time to work hard during the winter get myself back to where i was and uh go out and whatever i ride next year whatever bike it is or wherever i am just do the best i can and prove that i can still do it hopefully have no uh extreme um um accidents happen like happened this year in texas and uh, also springfield a few years back but uh yeah i mean Wherever we go, I'm looking forward to just giving my all. And even if we don't do a full season, just do the races I can do and, and do well at them and, you know, uh, just go from there. But, uh, like I said, it's been pretty pretty tough with, with the injuries. So it's a bummer. I would like to have a factory ride. and, and uh, I would, too. Make money. Yeah. I'm just not worthy of one like you are. <laughs> and when you say extreme – injuries do you use an e or is it just a giant x extreme oh, yeah, just a giant x oh man that's yeah whew, that's a big deal <laughs> how good are you on a motocross bike uh, i go all right i go all right compared uh, to what compared to are you an a-class uh, rider let's start I, there to a lot of the flat trackers i think i do pretty well you know how to use a front brake okay besides that though <laughs> well yeah with my uh past moto gp uh, a few years in MotoGP, I think I learned how to use a front brake pretty well. <laughs> I nailed it, by the way. <laughs> Scott does not <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. I have a repl- I have not replaced brake pads in quite some time. That is not always <laughs> indicative of the proper usage. Not always. I've yeah. also learned how to gear down. Stevie Bonds is our guest, <laughs> flat track racer and and uh, superstar this weekend at yeah. the at the Troy Lee's um, Day in the Dirt. Right, that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, Red Bull, Fast House, I believe, Charlie, and uh, all that. It's, yeah, it's a good time. I went, uh, when was it? I think 2015 I went there for my last time, and that was also my first time, but uh, last. And ever since then, I wanted to get back, but uh, just 
you know, usually do the family thing and, and hang tight. This year, I, I, uh, ready to go out and do it again. It was a really good time. It's very family oriented and just all around a good time. They say the fastest party, party in the United States or something like that. But, uh, it's definitely a good time. You see some big names pop in once in a while out there. Emig and, uh, McGrath and those guys, Philipoto. It should be a good time. You said big or retired? <laughs> well, a little bit of both. Okay, yeah. Are you where yeah, are you living, yeah. Stevie? Um, California, Salinas still. So okay, so you're it's not a huge travel for you, but so everybody on the West Coast, I don't know about everybody, they get a pretty good turnout though for Day in the Dirt. <laughs> a lot of people on the West Coast go do Day in the Dirt. People on the East Coast go do the Minios this week, which is going on right now, and uh, they have a big full spread Thanksgiving dinner on thanksgiving yeah on thursday at the minios and then they finish up the racing there um for you though have you ever done anything like that as far as minios loretta's that kind of thing no i never did do any of that i did uh i've done a couple um motocross races as a kid i did one arena cross i was like on 65 or something and uh done small races nothing too big but definitely no amateur nationals or anything like that I just like going out to the local tracks and riding with the boys, and I just motocross. I don't know how those guys do it for 30 minutes plus two and and uh, then go out and do another moto. It's insane. I mean, some of those tracks they ride are just so rough, like uh, like Glen Hill and where we're headed. It's just the braking bumps are so huge. And I I struggle with – I've always struggled with arm pumps, especially my right arm. Um, and uh, I don't know. I do two laps out there, and I get major arm pumps. I don't know if it's just because I'm tensed up, not used to that kind of stuff. Or so those downhills you're scared of. Yeah, those fast downhills. I mean, I've had some, <laughs> they make you pucker. Pretty, pretty gnarly. Yeah, they make you pucker. And if your setup isn't exactly right or you don't have uh, the suspension that some of those guys have, the A-kits, I mean, it, it's really easy to swap out. As soon as you get tired, I mean, if you get arm pump and go down with those hills, swap out, I mean, I just... <laughs> I've done it a couple of times from left to right and just tank slap over the bars. And yeah. We call that, yeah, that place. Um, there's, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to refrain okay. what I call that place. Uh, disregard PJ. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just going to bring up, uh, you, you alluded to it and we haven't talked to you, Stevie, about, uh, about road racing in some time. Any chance? Cause Hey, there's a spot you don't get too much in the way of arm pump. Yeah. No, I really haven't, uh, I really haven't talked to anybody about any road racing. Um, Gosh, you're in California, the home of the the home of the never ending uh, track weekend. Yeah, well, it don't rain out here. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen uh, what's going on in California. We are burning up big time. Everybody so, in the whole world's yeah. seen what's going on in California. I think dude. they should make campfires in California. They illegal. need to rake the forest. Rake I read forest. it on the Instagram what or the Twitter. Pretty much what they need to do is rake the forest. What Trump said. Rake and then vacuum. <laughs> He, Trump said he needed yeah. to rake the forest. I saw him in New York City in Central <laughs> Park just, just raking around the fences and the sidewalks. Uh, He's out there every Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's actually been, I mean, it's been throwing us up. I'm central uh, central of the two fires that are going on right now, the campfire and the, I think it's the Wooly fire. Jeepers. I'm about smack dab in it, and the air quality here has been terrible. I I've bet. been uh, working some jobs up north and we weren't wearing dust masks, and I don't know if I got a cold right now or just from breathing in that smoke, but they say that uh, you're supposed to have an 
ox or a respirator or right. a death mask, and I just haven't. Stupid of me, but <laughs> just pretend <laughs> like you're going to shop. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's here, here's what it looks like. My buddy lost a house last year to the fire, and then he rebuilt and lost a, his house in, in Malibu. I talk about oh. Billy Baldwin. Oh, they lost everything twice in two years. I wonder what his insurance rate is going to be like. You know what? I think a lot of, maybe not Billy Baldwin, but one of the Baldwins might self-insure. I saw uh, somebody on social media, they were like, piss on the on the famous people. What about all the poor people that lost their places? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Those people still have family pictures and they still have, you know what I mean? Like, That's it's, why we have cell phones. Yeah, and a multi, multi-million dollar home. Oh, it's so sad for everybody. It's, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's terrible. It is. No basement. There's a couple racers that have lost places. Bostrom yeah, was, lost his place. Yep. Um, you know, he's not the only one. There's a couple of racers that have lost their everything. Well, if they yeah, race motorcycles, then I definitely. care about them. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you take first if your if your place is in danger of of lighting a fire? What do you take? Money, motorcycle parts, nope. uh, bikes. Yeah, your nope. dirt bike and your dog. Cash. That's it. Ca- and then oh, oh. maybe you'll come back for the wife. Oh, I forgot about the family. Yeah, take the family. <laughs> then the, the, the put them in the trailer. <laughs> Did you see uh, Stevie? You're on social media, I assume. Yeah. Do you follow Carrie Hart? Oh. I do. So, okay, did you see the thing about attention looters if you come to our house? And it looked like something straight out of, like, Krusty Demons 3 or something, and they right. all had, like, guns and bandanas on their heads and stuff. Boy, he's oh, he's not very popular right now on Instagram. Too bad. <laughs> People Uh-oh. are pissed. <laughs> it's just funny. Uh, yeah, I didn't catch that one. I'll have to check it out right now. It, like, who cares? Like, it just... <laughs> Let people just. Are do- we talking about Carrie Hart, the tattoo guy slash motorcycle guy, Married or a- Corey Hart? Corey Hart is I don't know who that is. Different actually. guy. But uh, Carrie Hart would be the guy that uh, <laughs> Corey Hart married uh, an Pink. artist named Purple. Carrie Hart Pink. made us married Pink, which is which actually kind of went the distance with her career so far. Done pretty well. Her voice is sultry. Sultry. Well, what are you going to do besides uh, dig some holes in the backyard at the, at the boss's house and and uh, dodge? campfires what are you going to do this winter um go go trail riding we're supposed to get some rain actually tomorrow which we haven't had rain seems like forever i can't remember the last time it rained but uh, awesome let's get some rain tomorrow and then hopefully we get a little bit more uh my uncle has a cabin up in an area uh disclosed area we won't say the name but uh we're planning on going up there and doing a lot of trail riding this winter and trying to stay as busy as I can. We're working uh, construction. So I'm working uh, general engineering and uh, excavating and learning to operate tractors. So just when it's not raining, do that. And uh, on the weekends, jump on the dirt bike and see if I still know what I'm doing. I've got some uh, intern hours that I could donate your way. Um, <laughs> I, need, I need to bring all the dirt from my fence line all the way back up. Uh, oh, I see. You're house. looking for free dirt work. Well, no, no. Uh, dirt work. Yeah, I've got sandwiches <laughs> and pop and ice cold beer. So here's what we do. We just bring it up, and then Tony will show up with some black pipe, and we can tile it. And then uh, PJ can come over and resod, and uh, we go from there. What do you say? 
Yeah, sounds good. We'll load up the tractor right now. We're on our way. All right, all right. It's yeah. not a big project. We've got a double wide lot, but you're going to love the trailer. Uh, it is sweet. <laughs> you know, I, I, we recently awesome. had a redwood deck put on it. Don't so. lie. Don't let him lie to you. He's he lives oh, in, he I, lives over in that I deep carpet country. <laughs> it's it's hell. Um, do me a favor, Stevie. Sponsor roll by. We got about thirty seconds and go. Well, uh, Ducati definitely uh, helped me out this year. Um, they put me on the bike at CR Motorsports, Alpine Star, 60 Helmets, Motion Pro, X-Brand, uh, Asterix Knee Braces, and uh, all my fans for supporting me. Um, everybody stuck, stuck with me through the hard times and um, my family. Awesome. Good luck Good luck at uh, Glen Helen this weekend. Thanks, guys. appreciate it. Thanks for the call. That's Glen Helen. Didn't hear it? It did sound like it. <laughs> that sounded sound like a toilet. Helen. <laughs> That's a toilet flushing. <laughs> hey, uh, Triple triple Espresso is uh, back in Des Moines. It's the con- longest continuously running show of its kind in America, and they happen to hold a record for performances here in Des Moines. Get your tickets uh, now. It's a highly caffeinated com- uh, comedy featuring three guys. There's been over 30 guys that have played and uh, uh, been actors in this particular show. Uh, and I happen to know two of the current, and they are funny. Look for Triple Espresso online at tripleespresso.com. You can find ticket ordering information there as well. Coming up, Chance Fullerton is going to be joining us here on Pit Pass, part of the Front Porch People Radio Network. Stay tuned. This is Pit Pass. This is uh, number 44, Taylor Knapp, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's track, A-D-D-I-X.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 ProFit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals wiseco america's motor racing talk show pit pass motor racing weekly comes your way each sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on des moines sports station 1460 kxno 1460 kxno 
If you're passionate about riding motorcycles, both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. The point is good. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Like Swell Vodka on Facebook. Find Swell at fine stores that sell spirits. Chris Ulrich, you're listening to Tip Pass Radio. I don't need your rocking chair. Your Geritol or your Medicare. I still got neon in my veins. Hey, say what you want, man. This guy could sing. This gray hair don't mean a thing. I'm grateful he found sobriety. Uh, even even in, late in his life, he found happiness, or what seemed to be happiness for him. Then we lost him. George Jones. How about that? What was his nickname? Do you remember? Uh, the, the French Tickler? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. George. Anyway, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass. Uh, Tony Wink, Scott Casper, and PJ Duran in studio. And uh, Roman Avila with a week off, doing some family stuff. Appreciate that. And uh, by the way, this is Thanksgiving week and our Thanksgiving special, so we do want to wish each and every one of you and your families a happy Thanksgiving. Remember, if you drink, drink responsibly. And if you eat, well, be responsible there, too. We Whoops. don't want you... <laughs> Taking a big nap and not getting <laughs> Maybe up. next year. Okay. Uh, coming up next, uh, next guest, Chance Fullerton is joining us. Chance, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Good, man. 2018 cool. National Hare and Hound Championship. That's pretty decent, huh? Yeah, not too bad. You paid um, the bills? First, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, my team manager, Rodney Smith, helped me out this year and definitely, uh, definitely does what the team can you rode the Pro 250 class, right? Yep, Pro 250 class, and uh, I'll be racing the Open Pro class next year. So, th- tell me where the rounds are. Tell me, tell us for the people that, because it's it's a little confusing because there's there's uh, the the Heron Hound is is something that's it's actually been going on a lot longer than most of the series around, but uh, a lot of people aren't as familiar with it for whatever reason. So, talk about the series a little bit. It's out west, obviously. Yeah, yeah the National Heron Hound series the easiest way to explain it uh, most people i tell them it's pretty much the gncc or the top of the line level for off-road racing pretty much the easiest way to explain it i mean it travels pretty much the whole west coast we're going to texas um out near your guys way um where are we california nevada and most around stuff like that what do you mean by your guys's way our uh near like I think there's an Idaho round and there's some stuff up north too. Trent 
traditional failure of most of the United States, Idaho and Iowa, easily confused. <laughs> I would, uh, we're right in the smack in the middle where there's not much going on. Hang on, Chance. Where do you live? Uh, okay. uh, California. California. Now, let me talk to you about California geography. It, and I'm going to pick on you a little bit here, but it's just people from California typically, now I'm not saying all, but a lot of people from California are geographically challenged. They know where Texas is. They know where Florida is, kind of. They know where New York is, and they know where Idaho, Iowa. Mm. Or excuse me, California. Not Iowa. No. Not Iowa. They and don't know Texas, the It was Iowa, the same Ohio. in Texas. I got the same when I lived in Texas for a long period. Idaho and Iowa, they're the same state. You know what? Maybe it's not just a California thing. Maybe it's just like the is. Midwest just doesn't matter to anyone There's, but the people that there live there. People in California that Fly really give state, a crap bub. about us. I don't think so. No. Chance, does Iowa? Have you ever been to Iowa? I have not. Open invitation. We'll take you out and get you some good food, son. And there's really not much else there. That's why it's all, we're all fat here. Restaurants and uh, TV. We've been hanging our hat on Brayton of late. We got the Netflix. We Um, (laughs) we just bought a smart TV for my my Sprinter van. Chance, uh, (laughs) what are you racing this year? What did you race? I raced uh, the Work Series, which is another West Coast Series, and Big Six, and just the hair and health stuff. How do you like the Big Six series? The Big Six series is cool. It's uh, it's really laid back. Um, it's, they just got a national title for next year, so it's going to be a big title. There's lots of guys out there, and oh, cool. it's, uh, it's a fun, laid back kind of moto style, GP style series. So I did one um, year before. No, it was last year. It was early last year. It was in Prim. Did you do? Do you guys still race that one? Yeah, yeah, I was out there. What boring. The, no way! It was Prim. super cool. Prim is boring. Well, maybe for you, but for racing, it was sweet. They had, we raced on the on the short course, the truck short course, and oh yeah, you hit those jumps at like ninety. It's super cool. Yeah, no, they're fun. It's definitely uh, something unique. Like you're saying, Prim is definitely a pretty cool round. You get to race on the short course track, and you go out and they do a little moto and go underneath the roller coaster. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Buffalo Bills, right? Buffalo Bills uh, Casino that's yep. there. In I Prim. think that's where the sign-up is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. Even the people that are in there for entertainment purposes look like somebody just stole their last Social Security check. <laughs> I'm Gee, serious. Very depressing. Come on. Yeah, that's true. I'll that. <laughs> He's totally agreeing. It's <laughs> probably not a popular opinion, but... Uh, Has that series yeah. been swelling or shrinking? Has it been going pretty well for them? Uh, yeah, it's getting bigger and bigger. I think the last year, the first round at Atalanto, I think they had over 2,500 entries. Oh, wow. my word. Wow. What do you do? Yeah, what do you put on it? What what kind of salve do you put on it to reduce the swelling? <laughs> yeah, that's I, awesome. 2,500. Yeah. When I asked what you are racing, I meant what motorcycle? Oh, I'm racing, a, I'm racing for Factory Beta USA. So I'm racing a Beta 430RR. Wow. So the talk about that bike. Um, the, it's an Italian company. They're, uh, they're really well-crafted bikes. They're similar to a Husky or a KTM. Um, they're kind of under, they're not as well known, obviously, as some of the bigger brands, but they, uh, have a lot better service and, um, they're, I think they're better bikes overall. Um, they're starting to do a demo tour and they're doing a little bit of everything now. And so, um, definitely should check that out. It's, it's, they're definitely a hands down great bike. No doubt, I'm a big fan. Having uh, currently owned one myself, I also work at a dealer for them here in the Midwest. Uh, their service 
as far as uh, from the factory to a dealer's just a lot better. And I'm sure you're getting that same vibe from them. Why'd you pick the 430? I mean, it's one of the, <coughs> pardon me, they have a really wide offering of motors. You go 250, 350, 430, a 450, and then there's a 490, I want to say. Does that sound right to you? Yeah, the 480, and then they have a 500. 480, that's it. What's the, what's, the, what's the biggest difference between a 450 and a 490? Is it power band, or what is it? I can't believe the frame is different. What's that? No, the frame and everything else is pretty much the same. It's just mostly, uh, I mean, you got a bigger piston, bigger rod, so it's just, uh, it feels, to me, it had a lot more torque, I've noticed. Um, it just, it feels a lot slower. Hmm. Not slower, but as in, like, heavier. just seems like an overall bigger bike. Right. And so the 430 is more of a snappy motocross version of that. Are we talking about, PJ, are we talking about ounces or pounds? No, we're talking about CCs, motor no, size. I, I and get that, but I, what, what he's saying. He, it, it feels heavier, and, and realistically, yeah, the, the difference between them, you're talking less than five pounds from one bike to another. Okay. It's not actually weight. It, it's more the, power it's, delivery, I think. It, and it's, you know, you get some reciprocating mass where the bike wants to stand up. You know, guys will say the same thing in road racing that off-road guys say. Oh. You, the bike's way identical, but the bigger motorbike always feels bigger, and, and most people would agree that. But that doesn't mean you're going to win because you have the bigger motorbike, right? I mean, doesn't... Uh... So Chance, I'm, I'm curious... Um, being a factory beta guy what kind of what kind of support is there you being in the big six the the works the national and heron hound guy obviously you didn't ride the the 480 and the or the 430 in the two pro 250 class right mm -hmm. yeah no i was on a 250 two stroke for that one and how is that bike in comparison to your four stroke um overall what i've the biggest thing i've noticed is uh it's a lot lighter um the frame's a lot smaller as well. Right. So I know some of the smaller guys, it suits them a lot better. But for me personally, I'm 6'2 or 6'1. So um, I like the I like the bigger feel of the four-stroke and the 430 and all that. And uh, especially at the high speed, the hair and hound stuff, stuff like that. The extra weight, in my opinion, actually helps. It just helps tracks across the desert better. Mm -hmm. How old are you right now? I just turned 20. 20. Okay. When you're 35, you will be down to six foot tall. I can guarantee you. <laughs> exactly. Okay. That's what happens. It did. It does happen. Mm -hmm. If you're uh, Italian, we'd be zipping down your zipper just to hear you talk. What? Yeah. <laughs> My buddy Willie Farrell will tell you that as Italians get older, they wear the same pants. They just oh. pull them up higher oh, and wow. higher and higher. Yeah. All right. Chance Fullerton's our guest, 2018 National Hair and Hound Champion in the Pro 250 class. Um, you won that with four first place finishes. Is that right? Yeah. Who was your your closest competitor this year? Um, I had a a couple different people. I, honestly, every round was different. Um, it was kind of weird. It was everyone kind of jumped around. Um, being being such a large series where it kind of jumps around and uh, goes so far in distance, there, you often get a lot of these local guys that are really good at like a certain round or whatever it may be, but um, generally speaking, there was a kid named Damon Wolfslayer. He raced a Yamaha. He was, uh, he ended up second in the series, and uh, he was always, he was consistently at every round, and he usually was on the podium with me for the most part, um, but like I said, there's a lot of local boys that just know how to ride the train very well. His name is Wolfslayer? Wolfslayer, yeah. That's the coolest name I ever heard. What about Frankenstein? That's pretty cool, too, pretty cool, yeah. but only because of the movie. 
Well, is his name <laughs> Chance? His name was Wolf Slayer. Yeah, his, his last name is Damon. Is his first name? Man, I had a, a kid cool named name. Wolfenberger. Yeah. Not as cool, Scott. I'm sorry, Wolf Slayer. So is the four? I mean, when you go uh, to the open class, are you expecting the similar? I mean, uh, somewhat variable, or does the the field level out because everybody's a little more in it at the open level? Um, the biggest thing I think is just trying to get the bike to be on the same level as theirs because obviously being on on a bigger bike, the pace is a little faster and all that stuff. So once we get the bike dialed dialed in, I don't think it'll be a problem at all. Have you ever done any uh, desert racing other than Heron Hound? Um, yeah, I've done just the local District 37 stuff out here in California, and then um, I've done a couple like Moran races and stuff like that in Nevada and other places. What about Baja? I have not done Baja. Any interest? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I've uh, I've talked to my mechanic about it a couple times. Um, just that, and then stuff like Vegas, Torino, and that's in the desert stuff. Mm-hmm. I've that's crossed my mind too. Just people talking to me about it, but. Um, Nothing that works right now. Jack uh, has been listening tonight to our guests, and uh, he meant, he heard uh, our our current guest Chance Fullerton mention uh, you know some riders and teams are jumping around, and all right, thank you, Jack. Good job. How do you Chance? Sir? We're the hippiest plus forty guys you ever met. Well, I think they call, they have a nick or they have a name for our age group. Don't Senior, they? yeah, Senior. it's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. I get I, I get more mail from AARP now than I do my family. Yeah, chance. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> in a blink of an eye, you're going to be in the senior class if you're lucky. We'll wait for you. Yeah, it exactly. Sucks. I believe it. It sucks. All right, quick, quick, quick sponsor role. Who do you want to thank, Chance? Uh, Factory Beta USA. My team manager Rodney. Uh, my mechanic Ryan. Kenda FMF Motul. Just pretty much everyone helps to build the bike. Recluse, Nitro Moose, Enduro Engineering, Stamco Sport, ARC Levers, Seat Concepts, Motion Pro, uh, Works Connections, Evans Coolant, G2, Renthal for getting us bars, um, IMS for all the great products they supply, and just everyone over at Beta for uh, helping me get this far. I could honestly could not do it without them. Well, you had four first-place finishes in the Pro 250 uh, class, and i got to tell you, you uh, wrapped up the championship in grand style. Uh, Chance, congratulations. We're looking forward to 2019, see what you're able to put up, and uh, see if you can defend well. How about that? Exactly. We'll see Did all you can do. Hey, I hope you have a good turkey day. I appreciate it. Thank right. you. You guys as well. Are you having turkey or are you having ham? Uh, we'll see. Hopefully a little bit of both. Okay. I'm going to go out and kill one tomorrow, I swear to God. Good luck. Man. I don't you care gotta, what the farmer said. I'm, you have I'm, to be I'm, really smart to outfarm, <laughs> out, out, out uh, smart a, a hog farm. No, I go, what I do is I go into the turkey sheds, and uh, there's a whole bunch of them. Just take one shot, and you got two. You got to – them hog farms, they got they got gates now and oh, those yeah. factory farms. It's tough to get in. Chance, thank you very much, man. You're off to the pits. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for your time. Have a good one, buddy. Hey, stay tuned. Hour number two is coming up next. J.D. Beach, Stuart Baylor, a little open conversation time with the experts in the studio. Who are they? P.J. Durantonio, Inc. And yours truly, I'm Scott Casper. Hats off to Jack and Leanne DeLeon for producing back after this. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires. 
starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new Slow Rebound Tacky Compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the Tacky Tires, the choice of Sherco Off-Road. Racers say when using a Tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly, part of the uh, Front Porch People Radio and Podcast Network. Look for them online. Lots of changes coming up here in 2019. New websites. Uh, Powered websites, by the way, and a lot of new and exciting things will be uh, being mounted up to the website. We'll uh, be able to advance promo the guests like uh, Zach Osborne, Steve Bonsi, and Chance Fullerton. Those were our guests in hour number one. Hour number two, we'll talk with Stuart Baylor and uh, J.D. Beach. Uh, this portion of our program brought to you by our good friends at Wiseco. Wiseco Performance Products. Look for them at a dealer near you. Now, if they don't carry Wiseco, ask them why first, and then beg them to carry Wiseco because they have a full line of precision forged clutch baskets, clutch hubs, crankshaft, forged connecting rods, valves, and more for just about any motor motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, PWC, outboard marine, or automobile on the planet. For one name, one solution, look for wisecode.com. All right. Uh, we, we talked about this in the first hour, but to uh, to reiterate, we want to talk about this in our open segment. There's a, a whole new package of flat track rules. It looks like they're going after Indian motorcycles, maybe it, a little bit. Do you think bit. there was complaints from the other manufacturers or what? <laughs> We'll talk about it because I don't think there were at all. I think it's more about uh, AFT, the organization wanting to level, you know, wanting to have uh, something besides nine well, bikes sweeping not, every yeah, event. Yeah, Indians not doing anything illegal. Nope, and they are not being slowed down in any way, shape, or form by any of the regulations either. 
Huh. So it will be interesting to discuss. I, I don't 100% agree with you, PJ. What? They're so, not slowing them down. I, I think we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk about it in the open segment. Also, I want to... Okay, you're going to want to stick around for that. That'll take place at about 8.40, 8.40 Central Standard Time tonight. And, of course, if you're listening during the day, you're listening to Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly on a station near you or online as well. Look for us on our, our uh, app. Tony, the app is free. You can download it at the Google Play Store or the the uh, Apple i. Uh, what do they call it? The i Store, the App Store, the App Store, the App Store oh, no, with Apple. Yeah. By the way, one big shout out to the Apple Store out at uh, the new mall out in West Des Moines, Jordan Creek, built 16 years ago. By the way, uh, still the new mall, <laughs> uh, but they take good care of you. I've been out there three times and never charged me for anything. Are you getting paid for that? Yeah. Okay. That's why they didn't charge me. Uh huh. Yep. Um, Weston Pike had a pretty tough injury in oh, Paris, buddy. and uh, no less than ten significant facial st- fractures, according to his fiance Kelly. And uh, he he wrote she wrote that when he went under underwent surgery, uh, his first surgery to mm. rebuild his jaw so he could breathe through his neck. He was cut open extensively. Once he wakens. Mm. From an induced coma, he will be in tremendous pain, she wrote in part. He is swollen and bruised so badly that his face is unrecognizable. Oh. The road to recovery will be long and painful. So our thoughts and prayers are with the West, with Wes and his family during this Was the helmet time. just completely destroyed, or did it come off? Did it disengage, or what? Well, he, he had a pretty tough uh, crash, and uh, it, yeah, I mean, it didn't come off, but it was... Um, he destroyed. Obviously, he had a collision with Dylan Ferrandis and during the opening night of the of the Paris Supercross. So um, he was uh, it was it was bad. But they the doctors have confirmed there's no brain or spinal damage. So he's expected to make a full recovery. And you know we've seen these faces that uh, I mean, uh, and I'm not trying to make light of it, but you know my girlfriend in high school she was pinned in her in her mustang on her way to work one sunday morning and when i got to the hospital it you couldn't recognize her mm-hmm. and uh she was beautiful as ever when she healed know, up yeah months later it took a long time but and several surgeries but uh she was okay so so when you the think human about body is an amazing we're thing. hopeful for weston yeah and, and weston by the way uh you know he, i remember what he said to kelly prior to the surgery we'll always have paris uh, much like they said in the movies, and I believe, I believe that to be true. I mean, you can look at it several different ways, right? Um, I, I'm praying for him right now, especially during these uh, Thanksgiving uh, days as we celebrate on our way to uh, Christmas. But yeah, Weston, we're looking out for you, brother, and we are praying for you. How about yeah. that? Yep. And over in Valencia, the last event of the season, we had Andrea Davizioso finish off the season in first place with Alex Rins and Polis Bargaro following him across the line. Awesome. And so just take us through the top five, if you, if you And would. after Mr. Spargaro, we had Michelle Pirro on the Ducati GP18 and Danny Pedosa for his last Danny. race ever. Ever. Well, as far as we know. I've, we've said ever before, and then the guy comes back. He's not going to be on the Repsol Honda team next year. That we know. He's announced his retirement. But again, how important has Repsol Honda been to the race scene? Oh, it's been amazing. I mean, who who hasn't won a title with them? Rossi, Hayden, um, Casey Stoner won multiples with them. Like I said, Valentino Rossi, most more recently, Mark Marquez. Honda wins a lot. That very Repsol team. has dumped millions of dollars over the years to become that brand that is so well respected. 
yep. and, and feared uh, to be exact. They are the powerhouse team, and now they've added Jorge Lorenzo to next season's lineup. We got Marquez and Lorenzo, you know, 10, 12, 13 titles between them. That's a stout team. Wow. All right, Tony, uh, next guest waiting in the wings for the intro. Sir, your Yeah, choice. one of our favorite guests, uh, J.D. Beach, he recently announced that he's going to be racing for the ridiculous Rick Dickless Racing Team on a Yamaha R6, and uh Going to be doing uh, some flat track racing, too. So we bring him on now, J.D. Beach. J.D., how are you? Good, good. You? Nah, I'm good, man. I'm looking forward to turkey and stuffing. My biggest problem now is the quandary I face. Do I put raisins in the stuffing or not? Yuck. <laughs> raisins I, or no? No raisins for me. Aw. <laughs> You're probably like clams in your in your stuffing, yeah? Clams? Sure. No. <laughs> no. Want? What's no, he talking he's, about? He's gone off the. He's gone off the reservation. I'm starving now. right now. I got to tell you, I could, I could eat a whole turkey all by myself. Well, a small turkey, more of a pullet. How about that, um, JD? What's uh, what would what would our listeners be most surprised to know about your season? Um, Behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> you mean uh, this year or 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 next year? This year, the one that you've just finished. Yeah, um, it, you know, it, it was a good, it was a good year, but it was, um, it, it was, it was definitely tough because uh, the the uh, the Graves team that I was on ha- had a lot of changes, and we uh, got back to just one rider, and um, I I I I had a completely new crew, so there was a, a lot of learning and stuff like that learning curve sure yeah yeah and we uh we we, we had a lot more i i think we had a lot more uh trouble uh this year than 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 i had okay. the four years be be um before that uh with the team but uh i mean it it, it just goes to show when when it's time to race that team was uh always ready and you, kudos to you, JD. For those of our listeners who weren't aware, we're still calling him the champ because he is yet again uh, the Moto America Supersport 600 champion. And as we're announcing, you're going racing with Rick Dickulous on an R6 yet again in this coming season. Uh, we talked to you recently, JD. You're also going to be running Estenson, correct? Estenson is the dirt track team you're running for. Yeah. So how did, how did that deal come come into into play? Uh, Estenson. Which one? <laughs> in that, in that, I'm curious to hear both. Yeah, well, let's start with Estenson. Yeah, so 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 with them, uh, my, my friend um, Kobe Carlisle uh, started ri- uh, riding for them in 2016, and uh, so 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 I got to know the team owner uh tim and uh we we had talked a uh a, 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 a little bit uh throughout the year and uh and and he 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 was wanting to get me on one of his twins and uh at the end of the year this year um after barber there there was still two rounds for the uh dirt track series so 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 i gave tim a call and 
asked if I could uh, race his bike in the last two rounds, and he said yes. And uh, the races went real, went really well, and uh, he he asked if I want if I wanted to race next year, and I, I was like, sure, yeah, it, it'd be fun. JD, that begs the question. Uh, both Moto America and uh, American Flat Track, it's pretty much a guarantee. I think now that the schedules are announced, you're going to have some conflicts. Which one takes top billing for uh, from the contractual direction? Because question, yeah. I'm sure that uh, this has been laid out as anyone who owns a team's probably looked at some schedules. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I, I'm I'm going into uh, to the year want want to try and uh, do the do the best I can in uh, both, and and uh, we're we're gonna have a few a few races in be, uh, before the first one uh, be, 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 be before we have the first round that that's on the on the same weekend, so we're 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 gonna cross that bridge when uh, when we get there and uh, see what happens. And I I, I think both teams know uh, know know what I want to do, and uh, they're they're both they're both supportive and in uh, in racing for, for uh, like going back and forth and. Yeah, so 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 the plan now is just to kind of wait and see uh, where see where we're sitting when when we get to that first round that uh, that complex might might be a conflict, and it certainly this is not the first time in American road racing or American racing history that riders have been talented enough let's start with that jd i mean you're in a very rarefied uh group that's talented enough to legitimately compete in two different series at the same time we've seen guys uh going back to my youth they were flying across the country back and forth to do uh do a race one day and jump on a plane to make the race the next day uh <laughs> yeah i can see that might be in your future man uh you, you got your uh traveling shoes on <laughs> Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I don't know how it, it it would work trying to do uh both on uh one weekend, but uh maybe it, if it will work, I will. We're talking uh, with JD Beach. He's been a regular on this program for JD. How old are you now? I am 27. 27. So I got to believe it's been at least seven years, if not longer. Um, and we've always been pulling for you. How did you get your start in, uh, in flat track? Do you remember? Yeah. So, so actually my, uh, my dad raced, uh, and, and he, uh, still does, uh, some, but yeah, so, so, so my dad, so my dad raced and basically as soon as I could get, on the bike, he bought me one, and uh, I I think I was around two or so when when he first uh, bought me a bike, and uh, I think the rule said that I couldn't race until I was three and a half. So I I think basically 
That's not fair. Yeah, so so I mean he he had me uh racing as soon as soon as I could. Have you seen these these uh they're called a stasic stability cycle? They're they're just like a strider, but they have a little electric engine on them and they have a, their battery is like like something you'd have on a, on your Makita drill. Yeah. Or maybe a DeWalt. Um, <laughs> have you seen these things? They're super cool. And they, they don't even have foot pegs. They're just they're designed for kids to drag their feet like a strider mm-hmm. and kick along, but they, they kind of buzz around and they're adjustable and stuff and they're like retail on them is six hundred bucks or seven hundred they're super cool. I want one. I'm just a little tall. You're so. a little big for it, buddy. I, <laughs> what are these like toys? They're for my four-year-old kid. Oh, get, get yeah. a kid going. It's the it's the step after the Strider before the I can't JR even get to touch your Strider. Take the chassis off. Take the chassis off. Stretch the frame. Reinforce <laughs> it. Put some extended pedals on, and you're good to go. Send it to JD. There you go, yeah. JD. Maybe we'll that's, your, that's your uh, winter project, JD. JD, uh, are you doing any of that uh, in the? I know down in your. Oh, I guess I shouldn't say down your way. Are you? Are you living on the East Coast for the winter season so you can do some flat tracking, or is there a West Coast flat track indoors, anything like that, that you're doing to get ready for the upcoming season? Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we we do have one one race here uh, at home in the coin, Illinois, the weekend after um, Christmas, and then... Um, after that, I will uh, load up my van and drive out west and, and and go stay out there to 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 be in, in the warmth and uh, to ride my motocross bike and my bicycle. And uh, I I don't I, I I don't really plan on doing any racing during the winter, but uh, the team and I will be doing. Some testing, so so I I, I I think that will probably be the extent of it because because I'll, I'll be uh, testing the dirt track bike and the road race bike, so so it won't really get get give me much time to do any of like local racing, indoor racing season. Understood, but. What about uh, Daytona Bike Week? Clearly, uh, that's the season opener for Moto America or for uh, for AFT. Right? Not Moto America for AFT. You're going to be racing there. I have to believe. What about the 200? Have you and your team principal, Mister Rick Diculus, discussed the 200? Is that even on the table? Because man, you've gone good there in the past. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think so. I mean, we we haven't really talked about it but but for them j- just to do that one race i mean it costs a lot of money sure and, uh and, and 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 that team hasn't done it before i mean i i know some of the crew guys have but but the team as a whole ha- haven't done it so they definitely have to buy a lot of lot of parts for it so i I mean i I don't really see them doing it and uh i i don't really 
uh, I would prefer the first round of Amer- Amer- American flat track to not try and uh, be doing that plus doing the two hundred when there's no when when there's no point for it, you know. You know, we, we know a father-son combo, right? That uh, Don MD and his and his father Floyd, they both won the two hundred. How cool wow. is that? That is cool. And, and JD, that's uh, that sounds like the first uh, admission that you're actually somewhat human here. Uh, <laughs> you're going to do two full complete race series, but eh, maybe this week I'll take it easy and not try and do them both in the same day. <laughs> yeah, I like it when a. a a pilot of an automobile or motorcycles. We've seen it done across when they, when they race something in the morning and then they get on a helicopter, head to another track, another venue, another type of racing and they race again. I just think that is so cool, but logistically it's gotta be a nightmare. Where do you land the helicopter infield outfield? Where do you land it? I don't know. But uh, anyway, on JD, top of the truck, on top Daytona, of the truck. it's the infield for sure. It, yeah. I would imagine it is JD. Uh, who do you want to thank brother? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just got to thank the uh, Rick Nicholas uh, right, uh, racing team and the Essenson right, racing right. team. They're, they're, yeah, I mean, they're, they're uh, both give, give me a great uh, opportunity this year, and I'm really uh, looking forward to it. All right, buddy boy. Well, we're looking forward to it as well. You're always uh, charting up some great finishes, great results, and we know that this season will be no different. God bless you, J.D. Best to your family, brother. Thank you. You too. Hey, you know what uh, Thanksgiving signifies, right? It's the beginning of the time you can play Christmas music. And here we are. And we're going to go ahead and kick it off right now. With Don't do it. Ride. Don't do it, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> hey, when we come back... Uh, my good buddy Speed Herrig, the founder of Cookies Barbecue Sauce, has posted the Herrig family Thanksgiving menu. I think you'll be a bit surprised what's in the offering for the Herrig family. The clan gathers, and the food is remarkable. Stay tuned. We'll tell you about that on the other side of the break. Pit Pass Radio. Stay tuned. This is John Hopkins, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard-packed supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Dual VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber.
With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. It's a fact. The best you've ridden is the best you know. Until you've ridden Racetech suspension, you haven't experienced the best suspension possible. Racetech is the science of suspension for ATV and UTVs, motocross, freestyle, and stunning, off-road, supermoto, road race, sport bikes, cruisers, touring, and vintage bikes, as well as adventure riding. With gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our G3S Custom Series shocks, you too can have the Racetech suspension advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Racetech products and applications, visit our website at Racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the DeLeon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The DeLeons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the DeLeons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack DeLeon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hey, this is Flamin' Sammy Halbert of Halbert Brothers Racing, a flat track racer, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Anthony works in the grocery store. the great Billy Joel. Of course, you can see him over the holidays at Madison Square Garden, also at the Forum in L.A., he is the artist in residence at both locations, and that uh, is a lifetime contract, by the way. I think Elton has got to have something similar to that because they kind of play back-to-back. Same places? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's a great gift to us because both of them have, I think, really represented well in the ability to write the American Songbook. So, and play piano. My God, can they play? Do you realize Billy Joel never graduated high school? 
did you realize that I almost flunked out of high school? And if my dad hadn't taken away my dirt bikes, I absolutely would have dropped out. More importantly, Billy Joel has a motorcycle coffee shop that we all need to visit at some point uh, out on Long Island. Yeah, he does. A, like oh, a cafe absolutely. Tell it me about is, that. It is absolutely a landmark of the area. I, not being a New York uh, aficionado, uh, can, am unable to tell you which of the many towns up and down Long Island it's near it is on. Yeah. Uh, the Port Washington, I know, mm-hmm. is right about the middle. I'm guessing it's somewhere near there. It's actually up a little further north. Here's the deal. Okay. Um, my buddy lived next door to him, um, who was the 72 Olympic coach, Bill Farrell. He was also the Marlboro Man, the original Marlboro Man, believe that or not. And he wrestled Johnny Carson on the original Tonight Show that was shot in New York. And when he died, the good folks at NBC gave me the entire segment with the opening of the Tonight Show on it, said, run it as much as you want. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool. But I asked Bill, I said, you live next door to Rupert Murdoch, who owns Fox, and on the other side is Billy Joel. I said, do you see him out there a lot when you're mowing? And so he said, Scott, I don't mow. <laughs> uh, but he does go kayaking. Fair he, point. He's, he's never seen either of them in the neighborhood. Where do they live? Uh, on Long Island. Oh, wow. Yeah. And wow. these are big estates, okay? And uh, Bill did quite well for himself. I remember the day he wrote a $10 million check to Phil Knight of Nike for breaking their contract. Wow. Court ruled in, in Phil's favor, and, and Bill had to write a $10 million Can you imagine stroking a check for $10 bucks? No, sir. I cannot. The I'm day I have the ability, I will quit worrying about having to do so. Okay. Let's go with that. Let's go to Tony Wank for the introduction of our next guest. Tony. Yeah, he had a real good race at the last round of Crawfordsville, and he finished third in the GNCC Series. How many Cs was that? GNCC Series, I think. Three of them. Seven Cs. The Grand National Cross Country Championship Coors Light. What are you trying to say? I don't know what it is. Stu Baylor, what's going on, man? Oh, not a whole lot. Just out in uh, Kansas City. Oh, what are you doing down there? We're shopping. pretty close to you. Probably shopping, right? Yeah, not far, not far. I was actually up, well, closer to you guys up in uh, Muscatine here a couple weeks ago doing some deer hunting. Uh, as soon as, as soon as, like, I wish they would finish racing season a little sooner so that I could, <laughs> you know, go deer hunting a little more. Are you using? Uh, <laughs> are Are you drawn with a bow? Or are you using black powder? What are you, What are you uh, hunting with? No, I'm using a bow. Okay. Have you used the, uh, oh, I got a bad shoulder so you can crossbow him? Well, I bought a crossbow Why not? four years ago when I when I destroyed my shoulder at ISD and I couldn't physically pull my bow back. Uh-huh. But since then, done a lot of rehab. My shoulder's still trashed, but I can pull my bow back. What kind of crossbow so, do you have? Uh, I, I, I think it's a 10-point. I think it's called 10 points or something. I don't even know. I'm not a big crossbow guy. I got a Matthews bow, and that's about all I use. Did you, uh, <laughs> were you able to snag a buck? I got one earlier this year, and I'm after after number two. Okay, and, and any points Probably on the Boone and Crockett? Or what? I don't have good luck. Did you? I got a, I got a hundred, a hundred, a hundred. 60-inch, uh, 11-point wow. this year. Nice job out of you. Yeah. I'm having a little deja vu, but I kind of remember talking to you a year, two, three years ago, and you were deer hunting in our neck of the woods, and you were in Muscatine, maybe. Yeah. I just went through yeah. Muscatine yesterday, no, Sunday, and raced at Keysburg, Illinois, which is a sand track where they- Oh, man. I raced there last year. Yeah. 
I remember that day, and I will never forget it because, as you know, I'm a Southern boy, yeah. and we like our warm weather. And the gravy. Only time I like cold is for deer season. Like it's great during deer season, but aside from that, I like I like 70s and 80s. Yeah. And last year it was 18 degrees when we started that race at Pittsburgh. The high for the day was 24. Nice. And I remember putting on all of my hunting thermals underneath my gear, and <laughs> yeah. I wore hunting gloves. I, basically, it was actually a fly racing glove. It was, uh, it was, it was an insulated glove, and you couldn't even feel the grip. And I still couldn't feel my hands; they were so cold. And I told myself I will never race in that. Did Did Adam Benoor smoke you that day on his junk Suzuki or something? No, no, no. I, I that day was actually I was. I was racing with Cody Barnes, who okay. is you know the kind of the local hot shot for the uh, for the for this area of the country. And well, he thinks he um, is anyway. <laughs> yeah, he actually rode really well. You know, I, I, it's it's weird. You go you go to a GNCC, and these guys, you you, I, I it sounds bad to say it, but you destroy guys like that. Yeah, you know, you're you're yeah. about ten or twelve minutes. You go to their backyard race, and it's not that they know the track any better. There, there's really no advantage. It's all mindset. And I go to his local race and I beat him by a minute. And yeah, he rode really well. He actually rode with me most of the race. I want to. I want to go back to the hunting just for a quick moment. Are you hunting turkey as well? If I see a turkey, it's going down. That's what I'm talking <laughs> that's, about. That's I'm happening. Yeah, because they'll, they'll shake you. Uh, they will. Yeah. They've got those. What do they yeah, call them? Uh, the uh, what about? What about racing around Keysburg Sand Whoops with a crossbow? Uh-huh. And, would it be uh, attached to the bars? Some sort of way, I'm sure. Okay. Stu Baylor, being the redneck that he is, probably already has his setup at some point in his career. What's your pattern, Stu? What are you, what are you wearing as far as uh, camos? <laughs> Everything. Uh, no, Mossy I've Oak? Got, I've got Sitka. I, I, like, I like the Sitka stuff. Okay. It's, uh, it's outrageously overpriced. Yeah. I love it. It's comfortable. And I found that it, we, there's this awesome store that is up here that we don't have. You guys have one, Shields. Sure. It's unreal. I love it. And they had it on closeout last time I was here, so I bought as much as I could. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I got to tell you, you mentioned fly racing. You were actually wearing fly racing gloves that kept your hands warm. I use the fly shop gloves to train dogs because when they bite your hands... <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance in hell it's going through. That's true. True story. Uh, Stuart Baylor, our guest. Stuart, what's uh, what's 2019 look for you? Look like for you? Well, I'm sticking with the same team with Teeley Racing. You know, um, same with the KTM support. Uh, some some changes here and there as far as sponsors for next year. But as a whole, everything's going to stick the same. One one big change that's going to happen is I will no longer be at the Sprint Enduros. I will probably race a few of them, but um, with with KTM, there was there was too many guys stepping on too many toes with too many series, and right. I was one of the guys that enjoyed to race all three. And this year, you know, I, I wasn't I wasn't forced or told. I was more or less asked to see if I could focus on two other series and. Luckily, it worked out because I really, I was burnt out. You know, mm-hmm. this year, um, you can watch my results. Every year, I come in strong, and then after the summer break, I'm really strong, and I have some dead spots in the middle. And I think a lot of it has to do with I race every single weekend. I'm home two days out of the week, if that. 
and it just burns me out. And and my fiance and I were talking about it next year. You know, I was wanting to slow down anyway. And when KTM said, "Hey, you know, would you mind dropping back to two series?" I was like, oh, "Well, that made my decision easier." <laughs> Do they offer uh, just out of curiosity, Stuart? Do they uh, do they offer anything in the way of compensation to you, the racer, if they're asking you to take what may or may not be a, a small or a large uh, cut in your potential uh, professional earnings? No, basically they just kind of say, you know, we're not going to be able to support you the same way that we were this year. So. Um, they, they had chose a couple other riders that they wanted to kind of highlight uh, the sprint enduros for them. And they wanted me, you know, with the number one plate in the national enduros and some strong rides in the GNCCs. They said, you know, this is this is where we want you to shine. So um, we want another rider to shine here. And, um, you know, it, it just it, it, it so happened that I was kind of ready to drop a series anyway, and they they made that decision a little easier for me. Um, you know, it, it, I'm definitely not going to say anything bad about it uh, by any means. Uh, you know, I I really did want to. I, I wanted to slow down anyways. It was too much. <laughs> well, you ended the, your 2018 season on a super high note. I don't know if we said this, but congratulations on winning Crawfordsville. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was cool. Um, you know, I with a head with a with a head full of steam. I guess I really wanted to win that race, but I wanted to do it with Caleb and Thad there, and that kind of you know that that kind of sucked that those guys weren't there. I was on a 450. I was on a new bike, and um, you know I really wanted to compete with those guys, but you know. No matter what, I still beat some of the fastest guys in the world, and uh, you know to to do that on a on an all new bike, I I'm I'm pumped on it. You know that's the bike that I'll be racing next year is the 2019 450, and I was one of the first. I was fortunate enough to be one of the first guys to go out and line up on a on a 2019, and the bike's unbelievable. So um, you know it was it was really good to get that win and kind of know where I stand going into the next season. And this is a two-part question from uh, me, Scott Casper, Mr. President. So um, how proud are you of your brother Grant, number one, and part two of that uh, in the follow-up? Um, who gets more attention at the holidays? Um, Grant's quiet. Yeah. So I probably get more attention more because I'm loud and obnoxious. <laughs> um, whether it's good or bad attention, I don't know. Okay. Um, as far as Grant goes, he is the, I mean, he's the fastest guy. <laughs> in my personal opinion, he's the fastest guy in the world. That He could do a lot more to improve his program. And, you know, granted, he's doing it with a shoulder that pops out every day. I mean, at ISDE this past week, he dislocated, he was smoking me. He was destroying me. And, um, you know, he should have been around that fourth overall position where I ended up. And he popped his shoulder out four times and never gave up. Wow. And, you know, I think a lot of that, uh, I want to say that it comes from me. You know, he's seen me ride with injury and diversity over the years. And he basically popped his shoulder out and he, he never gave up. He put it back in the section. And, and one day, I think he popped it out test one and still ended up seventh overall out of the fastest riders in the world with a shoulder that came out in the first test so um you know 
And obviously, as a brother, uh, you know, I've, I've got my negatives. I, I'd love to see him train as much as I do and, and work a little harder, but Grant's still young. Man, I'm telling you, I've, I have a shoulder that pops out. Hasn't in years, but I don't ride like I used to because that was one of the reasons why I slowed down. And, and when I was racing motocross, it would pop out d- during a race without crashing. I don't know how your brother does it. That's the most excruciating. Like he well, must have, yeah. And every time something it happens, wrong with him because I would c- cry. <laughs> every time it happens, it, it it only gets worse. By the way, the more damage is done. Yes. So he's got to get that looked at. Is he going to get it sculpted, fixed, or what? It sounds like so he he he's done both of his shoulders. He got surgery last season. They could only do one at one at a time. Right. Basically, kind of what's going on with Caleb Russell right now. Um, they could only do one at a time. So he got he got his left shoulder operated on last season uh during the off season and this year he didn't have it pop out his his right shoulder was good he hadn't had it pop out in a while and he thought he would be good and then isd came about and i think it threw him a curveball i think he's pretty worried as to what's going to take place during the off season but it's looking like a shoulder surgery uh, you know as far as i see it, it it's indefinite i mean it, it has to happen um He's young. He's got so much out of him. I think he needs to. If it were in the later part of his career, I could, I could, I, I could honestly say, you know, it, it, even in my part of my career, I probably wouldn't. But you know, he's he's just turned 21 years old, so um, he's still got a lot ahead of him, and I wouldn't see why he wouldn't get it fixed. So I think he's probably going to go in for the operation as soon as he gets back from. His last hunting trip of the year, they stayed down in Argentina. He and my dad did to go do some dove hunting, and I think whenever he gets back from that, he'll probably be going to see the see the surgeon. You say duck hunting in Argentina? Dove hunting. Dove. Yeah, they got doves down there, and it's yep. legal to hunt them. Um, and I think they're – are they viewed as a nuisance bird down there? They are. They're, yeah. So the population, they keep migrating south, and the population keeps increasing, and – they're shooting over a thousand birds a day, wow. and it's—I it, mean—they cloud the sky. But the the that area of the world, they are totally invasive, and they are like carp. wanting every one of them. Gone. You can shoot doves here, can't you? I have they passed the law that <laughs> says you can, or you just do. I don't. I thought because you could. Our population of doves is actually quite small compared to Argentina. Well, I don't know much about Argentina. Well, look up Evita. How about Chile? You know anything about Chile, Stu? I know a little bit about Chile. I, I, With or without beans? My life's great, but the racing, I don't really want to go back for. <laughs> All right. Uh, earlier, I promised, um, and, and Stuart, we're going to have you uh, hang on and make some comments here, but uh, my buddy started a company called Cookies, Barbecue Sauce, and Seasonings out of Wall Lake, Iowa, and every year they publish their Thanksgiving menu. And we're going to go through this a little bit, and we want your opinion on this. The appetizers and salads this year include stuffed mushrooms, uh, carrots and celery uh, raw, uh, and with a uh, a bean monte dip, homemade pickles, black and green olives, and Nancy's deviled eggs. Sounds good to start off with, right? All right. That, uh, that sounds great to me, but I'm a I'm a mac and cheese guy. So well, we'll get there. You're probably going to have to tell him to add that. And Sam's mixed green salad <laughs> with goat cheese, cherries, pecans, and lime vinaigrette. 
uh, Nikki's tr- strawberry jello pretzel salad. That sounds delicious. And Judy, the late Judy, uh, Judy's macaroni salad. You'd like you'd dig on that, right? Are you asking me this because I'm a fat guy? No, no. Tony's the fat guy. Still, you're only fat compared to (laughs) compared to PJ, not compared to me or Scott. I love I love to eat. I love to eat. So keep keep it coming. I'm all right. I'm getting hungry. Main main course. Main course. Roasted turkey. It's been butterflied and roasted the day prior. A smoked brisket. Holiday mashed potatoes with butter, cream cheese, sour cream, and milk. Now we're talking turkey gravy. Iowa sweet corn, picked and frozen just in August, and homemade rolls with butter. Mmm. Have we made you hungry? Well, make sure you're planning your holiday meals and use uh, Cookie's barbecue sauce and seasonings where you see fit. And uh, we appreciate Speed sharing that with us. We love the guy and we love the company and the products. Uh, Stu, have we made you hungry? I'm hungry. I'm okay. ready. Right. I, I mean, like I said, I, I, I feel like you guys probably waited until this part of the episode knowing <laughs> that I love to eat. Okay. Because, I mean, honestly, what what other professional athlete can keep this large of a <laughs> you know what i went i went to uh sakari who's a, it's a local sushi place and they have pho which is vietnamese noodle soup in case anybody doesn't know thought it was full spelled p-h-o and uh saying the owner comes out and he's a big time hunter and he's big got time. a thousand you know he he hunts like you i mean he's he kills a lot of deer though and and uh, he brought out some some uh jerky that his 74 year old mother made Dude, it was it was really really good. Oh, it's yeah. some of the best jerky I've ever had. I, be, I dig on and deer jerky. I dig on it. It was a little gamey, but it was good. And they probably used a teriyaki sauce. Yeah, I don't it. like teriyaki. Yeah. It wasn't teriyaki. It was something else. But it was just kind of fun, you know. He he brought it out for me, and and uh, it was good. And I now I'm in the I'm in the hunting season. I I went down and rode Baja stew, and so I kind of missed like while the deer were in the rut here. I kind of missed that, and I. I've never I've never bow hunted and I've been wanting to for a few years, but I need to come up with something like a an excuse to have a a, a, a crossbow because I don't I don't think I'd be good enough to shoot a an actual bow and arrow crossbow. You can just kind of point and aim. Yeah, point but and it's, shoot. It's just yeah. it's not that easy though. I mean, crossbow does take a lot of work. A bow puts a hole puts an arrow in a deer. A crossbow, the right one, puts an arrow through a deer. Isn't it when you use a crossbow, it's not really called an arrow, it's called a bolt, right? That is correct, sir. That's yeah. The, yeah, I think that's the way that they yeah. call it as a bolt. I now, I, that is correct. The new bows they'll put an arrow straight through the deer, but it is a lot tougher to get into bow hunting because when you're there, I mean crossbow bow or a bow, you're within thirty, forty yards of these deer and right. They know you're there. I mean, nine times out of ten, like you got to be so much, you got to be so far ahead of them. So the crossbow, you can point and aim with the bow. You still got to figure out how to draw back without getting busted. Exactly. I understand that next season, next season, according to the Iowa State uh, law, uh, the deer are now able to wear camouflage as well. So <laughs> it's going to be an interesting season. I got to tell you, Stuart. Always good to talk to you, brother. We're sending it to the pits. Okay. Sounds good. Nice talking to you guys. Stuart Baylor has been our guest. Always welcome. Our best to Grant as well. Hey, more Pit Pass on the other side of the break. This portion of the show brought to you by the Light Hydrogen Racewear, produced by our good friends, where? At Fly Racing. Five years ago, Fly Racing built light hydrogen race gear that is lightweight, and it's, it's tough and durable. Where can you find it? Look for them online at flyracing.com for more details. Back after this. Stay tuned. 
is Tomas Huerta from Medellin, Colombia, and you are on Pit Pass Radio. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA Closure System race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike for more information visit flyracing.com it's much more than a piston company wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products including forged pistons precision forged clutch baskets and hubs crankshafts camshafts forged connecting rods and valves at wiseco we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle atv snowmobile personal watercraft outboard marine engine or automobile on the market today after 70 years in the business wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals wiseco america's motor racing talk show pit pass motor racing weekly comes your way each sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on des moines sports station 1460 kxno 1460 KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles off-road and on? Well, visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple-to-ride electric start TW200 to the nimble, lightweight XT250 to the racing-derived performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hickam Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants gloves and boots don't drink and ride it's illegal and dangerous time out drink swell vodka proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in iowa find swell vodka in fine stores restaurants and bars near you like swell on facebook hey this is jeremy mcgrath and you're listening to pit pass moto racing weekly Happy holidays to each and every one of you, your families as well, and to our sponsors. Thank you very much. Uh, Thanksgiving is the time we celebrate. Well, we're also having a bit of a conversation about uh, what Indian won't be celebrating. American Flat Track has got some rule changes coming down the, uh, what well, they actually been released. And to talk about it, uh, we've got P.J. Duran and Tony Wink in the studio. Fellas. And I will, I'm just going to set the stage. Set it. Tony, tell me if you disagree with this. But in essence, we have three rule changes. Number one of which is a change of the spec fuel, meaning everybody has to run the same fuel. They're going to Sunoco. GTX 260, I see that as a non-issue because it's the same for everybody. So that that's a no big that's no big deal that one. Okay, but it, with with that is a lower octane fuel. It's a let it's a it is a lower octane fuel, correct? But and, it's the same for everybody. Okay, it's lower octane. It's it doesn't have any lead in it, so they're going to have to reduce the compression ratio that the Indian runs on. It, same as everybody, but it's not a disadvantage. I get, I get it, but what it's doing is it's reducing the power output, okay? And that that is absolutely geared towards the 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 blowtorch that is Indian right now, in my opinion. All right. Well, I get again. It that all, it, one, yes, that yes. one's it, it hits every single manufacturer the same. The the two other Indian rules, didn't argue with that, by the way, because yes. that hits everybody. I agree it, with that. It, it, the rules that are more significant are. 
they're going to let motors that are originally, and this is important, originally started life as a production street legal motors, Me- a la the XGR Indian, because it is their street twin. They call it the street twin. That was a street legal motorcycle that motor came from, as will be the FZ07 motors of racers like J.D. Beach, who we just talked to, and Estenson Racing, or... The Ninja 650 EX650 motors also started life as factory street legal bikes. Okay, so I want to point a reference here. Um, Travis Pastrana recently completed three different types of jumps in Las Vegas, recreating that which Evil Knievel failed miserably at, uh, but he did so on an Indian bike. Are we talking about this kind of a bike and this kind no, of a that is power? not was never a street legal bike, so it is not being given accommodations. The point of okay, this rule okay. is a motorcycle had to start life as a street legal motorcycle. Okay. If, if so, okay, then so you this, are given a couple of accommodations. This is putting Indian at a disadvantage because here's the thing it, they're allowing a street legal production bike to go up to 900 cc the indian is what a 750 right okay so the change to allow smaller displacement engines to increase bore and stroke past the 750 up to 900 cc hmm. so it's going to be a, a broader uh a torque curve and in higher peak uh than what the Indian can put, you, per, currently is put out. So if production you can engines, get there. If you can get there. Right. They're, the the production, quote-unquote, production engines are allowed to change all change out all internal components, including crankshafts, cams, pistons, rods, valves, all of that, which which is going to level the playing field for Indian. They're not, they're not stoked on this. And so, um, and then the third rule change that they have a real problem with is throttle body size. the throttle body yeah they're going from 38 millimeter to 40 millimeter and it, which excludes indian motorcycle because specifically excludes indian because their bike's not street legal correct so now they've got they can have way bigger intakes on all the other other motorcycles which puts the scout 750 at a serious disadvantage and so um it and it only speaks to indian because in this situation, because all the other motorcycles started life as street legal are bikes, are truly street legal and, bikes. And well, I so the the jury is going to remain out on these on what what these rules do until we see them go racing. That's you're, the that's the real facts. You're talking a quarter percent more intake on yeah. this, twenty percent at least. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing, though. Here's the thing that I that I I think. Well, this is okay because I went to Springfield. I, I watched these races, and poor old Sammy got lapped on a factory harley now harley's gonna be the only ones that can take advantage to to also set the field you can take an fc07 or a ninja 650 guess what you can't bore it out hardly at all two millimeters tops maybe you're never gonna get to 900 so this does nothing if you're on an fc07 or a ninja six there's not enough meat between the cylinders you're never gonna you be able to take advantage of the 900 cc do you remember when honda the rs750 started whooping everybody's oh yeah okay and you remember what happened they pretty much banned them they pretty much yeah they they, they banned them they changed and and here's the thing that i'm th- this is the the fallout that i see could happen i don't see indian going away they have a huge investment in flat track, and I don't see them pulling their. Taking I don't their ball see this home. adversely affecting their results. Uh, I don't see it happening. I do. I see it. I I absolutely see that it's. Um. I I think it's it's absolutely going to change. It's going to stir things up for 2019. 
However, how are the fans going to react to this? When they say, ah, so Indian comes out with a good, you you set the rules, Indian comes out, and and, and I'm not sticking up for Indian. No, but I'm they hit saying, a home run. But here's the thing. They come out and they, they absolutely produced, based on the rule package that AFT announces, now they hit a homer. They 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 now they mop up and and you pretty much take a, a non-competitive rider, you put him on an Indian. Now he's he's in there, and and I'm not saying that the rider, you know, that the riders aren't doing this, but I'm just saying like you look at That's all the how good, good all the, the fast Indian riders. Is. That's yeah. how good the Indian is, with the exception of Henry Wiles on a Kawasaki sneaking a few in on the TTs and that kind of thing. You've got Indians winning this this series, so. Here's the thing. What are the fans going to say? Are they going to the old timers that remember back in the in the day when the RS750 came out and they just killed it? And and AMA Pro at the time says, "We'll pump the brakes. We want Harley to do well." At least that's what everybody's perception was. That was the perception at the time. Yes. I remember it very well. Yes. Okay. So you're old too, like me. <laughs> so so here's the thing. What are the fans going to do? Are they going to are they going to say, "Screw this. I'm I'm going to tune this thing out" because it's you know, it's 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 a bunch of the same old, same old good old boy. Or I d- I don't see it that way, but I'm a you know I'm a racer, and clearly you and I maybe have different opinions on it. I don't see this making Indian any less successful than they are. They still have put together the absolute best racing package with the best racers on their package. They've made it you know competitive enough that every single rider who has the ability's gone out and made sure they got one for themselves. They've not, none of these rules limit the Indian in any way. What they do is, for sure, give the competitors some options that they didn't previously have. And the the, the jury is out, or will be out until we go racing as to. It's going to help Yamaha, impact. too. It's going to help Ducati. It's going to help K- KTM. They've talked about have, fielding a, a team that, you know, Kawasaki, uh, BMW. Um, there, there's there's all kinds of manufacturers that could have an, an opportunity to compete with the uh, you know the 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 FTR 750, but um, I still think that you know and you, and you hear people say oh it's, it's stinking AMA it, it's completely DMG there's nobody there other than a referee that that probably has no say on rules. There's nobody there that was there back when when AMA Pro Racing was running races. It's all well, the people. perhaps Mr. Carr, who's right up. But in he there. was a competitor. He, yeah, he he wasn't a power to be, and that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So that's you know the 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 people that, that are making the rules and that kind of thing. None of those people still exist. They're, none of them are relevant anymore. So, uh, with the exception of of one referee. So I I don't see that. Um, it, it's it's more of the same. I think it's it's a. I think Michael Locke and the all those the really smart people that the Francis that are down AFT's there. AFT's going up. They want to keep it on an upward strike. They do not want to shoot themselves in the foot. We well, know this. We know this. And so I don't know if if uh, you know it'll be interesting to see what happens next year. I I, I haven't heard anybody say they're not going to go race, and I've just heard fans grumbling. But you know what? Those fans are going to grumble. They they're going to grumble either way. They're pissed off that the live the fans' choice didn't didn't have didn't their work race. And, yeah. and it was their computer at home and their yeah. My internet's junk, and I just realized it when I was trying to watch it on AFT Twin right or or fans' choice. Yeah, the only guys and I don't feel sorry. I mean, rules change. That's the reality of racing. The guys who bought the the FTRs ran out and got them. Maybe or. 
Maybe oh, there goes forty grand. Yeah, rethinking. Well, then we'll see how it goes. I want to thank all of our great guests on the program: Zach Osborne, Stevie Bonsey, Chance Fullerton, JD Beach, and Stuart Baylor. Our wish for you, from all of us here at Pit Pass and Front Porch People, is that you have a great and happy Thanksgiving. If you know somebody that could use a hand, I'm going to volunteer my time from noon on on this Thursday, and I hope you do too. Find a place that could use you and your skills and talents, whether it's clearing a table or washing dishes, pots and pans at a shelter. Give yourself that breath of giving back. Thanksgiving. We'll look forward to talking to you next week right here on this very same program. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age, you're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you. 